Yeah, yeah, the commies and the Steelers are very similar. All right. <laughs> What's up? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Group of American dudes. Like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me as always from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? And from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. What's up, everybody? Boys, race, race of the year, weekend of the year, everything of the year. Interlagos never, never disappoint. Let's let's start this off hot, just like the weekend in Brazil. Biggest takeaway of the weekend, Ian, go. Uh, recency bias, obviously. Um, yeah, no, that's that's not us. Best race of the year. No, yeah, that would never be us. No hot takes here at all. Best race of the year. Um, Max did a tremendous job, a, just an absolutely tremendous job of just making everybody hate him. And it's like, dude. What is wrong with you? He's he he has single handedly made himself public enemy number one, and the best part was that there was no reason, absolutely no reason no at reason all, for it. no reason at all. Yeah, uh, definitely one of the better race weekends of the year. Pretty much all we were lacking was that, uh, you know, the dramatic championship points battle the here yeah. in the last and we didn't couple get of races, like a late latifi crash no, no, just no, no. saying we were yeah. missing the late latifi crash <laughs> but we had everything in between man we had uh you yep. know k-mag sh- shining and and george oh, come on johnny pick one come killing on, come it on. so gosh so much one take the so one big takeaway all right that's what this segment's called you guys already took just started. Max, max is a huge uh d-bag and i mean yeah he's just affirming what we all already knew and Yep. And he, you know, he has an easy enough time uh, making us all hate him as it is. I don't know why he's trying to go out of his way, seemingly, <laughs> to make us hate him even more. But whatever. Yeah, yeah Johnny Johnny got kind of got to, yeah, all the stuff that I wanted to say was, look, we already knew this about Max. But he simply, like, I had, again, friends that are not into F1 that casually just kind of, like, hate watch and just see some headlines. They're like, what did Max do? And I explained it to them. They said, Wow. And again, the word fraud stappen got thrown out again. Ooh, I'm like, people just, people just hate him. And he is simply confirming what we already knew about him, which is that he might be the worst person alive. Um, <laughs> no exaggeration. I don't know. Putin, it's like Putin 1A, Max 1B. Sorry to our Dutch listeners. Um, he's just terrible. And I'm, I kind of wanted to get into this a little later, but let's address this. Just right now, since we're doing our big takeaway. And, and, and to our Go Dutch listeners, it. real fast, we are 100% a very pro Nicky DeVries pod. So we, yeah, we, I, lo- we I love the Dutch, Nick, dude. We're big Nick DeVries guys. I just bought I one of the new DeVries Netherlands World Cup kits. Max Verstappen yeah. could be from, you know, right down the street from, where, from wherever I live in the Midwest, and I would still hate his guts because that guy sucks. That is the biggest point that we could make about Max Verstappen. If Max Verstappen was from Missouri, yeah. we would still hate him this yes. week. Yeah. It is, it is yes. just uh, horrendous, def- horrendous behavior. I defended Miguel Oliveira when he married his stepsister simply based <laughs> no, off the I fact that he's that Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I remember Portuguese, that so he's yeah. my guy. And if he's Max Verstappen was Portuguese, I... I <laughs> I would denounce him right away. Johnny, do we have any response to the Cristiano Ronaldo Piers Morgan interview? Um, no comment. <laughs> I think that's better. <laughs> All right, so, so CR7 has a little bit of a higher threshold <laughs> than Max Verstappen. All right, all right, good, good to know. Because, okay, to go back to, to Max Verstappen and, and motor racing here for a, just a second, 
people, you know, I totally understand the argument of like, oh, it's the same mentality Schumacher had. You know, it's like you got to be a killer. I look, I get that, but Max was like Schumacher is a killer and super talented, and he was cool about it. Like Schumacher was a killer and like a just like a like you. Everyone, yeah. I'm gonna have to edit this out. Well, it's my I, own. I doing. think the, I, I, and I think this kind of plays part of the generation too, where because yeah. of social media and because of Twitter and because of F1 TV and because of so many things that are like, like we can hear the drivers talk. Like there's so many accessible things that, um, I, I think that's why Max is looking comes out looking really bad to where you know maybe if, if Max was racing you know 20 years ago, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't just yeah. people might view him as just a killer. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and but we and, see and him in the paddock to, interviews. Yeah, and you have to have that attitude to be a great driver. But it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's there's well, like a guy, Lewis Hamilton, or, or or I just feel like a guy like Sebastian Vettel, where it's like, um, and I mean he I mean, he's had issues in the past as well. Um, but it's like you've got to know when to switch on and switch off. And yeah, you can't. You can be on all the time, but. If you're just on 24-7, and, and you know what? If you don't want people like you, totally fine. If you just say, I'm here to win races and do the best I can every single race, there's going to be people that love that. But, man, if you're trying to not make yourself the most hated person on the grid, like, dude, give Checo a place. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And, <clears throat> to, like, part of that comes with the territory of just, of, like, greatness, you know? And, yeah. like... When you look CR7, at Michael Jordan, not, yeah, yeah Michael loves, Jordan, yeah. everyone loves that guy. And, and you know, the documentary, The, the Last Dance Last comes Dance, out. Yeah. It turns out maybe Mike uh, wasn't as good of a dude or a teammate as we all thought he was. And, uh, you know, people still don't care because he knows um, how to find that balance between, you know, being the well, goat. Well, Michael and, Jordan existed in that era where yeah. he could keep all of – he could keep that side of him private. Yeah, go on the court and be an absolute savage, and nobody, nobody knew behind closed doors that even his own teammates were like, "Dude, this guy isn't is a psychopath." Like, yeah. he's saying "f them kids." Like, no, nobody cares. And Max doesn't have that luxury. Max is in the public eye again. He's getting we're, we're it doesn't take someone watching TV all night. Like we see the 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 video clips the next morning of of his interviews. Like we we know what he's doing. But also every Max Verstappen is what? What is he like? Twenty three years old? Something like that? I don't know. Anyone who's younger than me is twenty three now. So yes. Max Verstappen is roughly twenty three years old. He knows how it is. He grew up in this era. He knows that he's being his every move is being watched. And we're just gonna we're just going full Verstappen's, out on this is our Max segment. Verstappen's twenty five. Yeah. Okay, Verstappen's twenty five. Again, way younger than me. It's fine. Yeah. It's he fine. wears I beanies and non prescription glasses. Yeah. He and he wore flat bills until like last season so you know like i said I, I turned 30 last week so anyone younger than me is basically gen z you ass. Um, yeah i know uh max knows what era he lives in and he chooses to do these things and i i, I just again it was for sixth place in the penultimate yeah. race of a season where he's already locked up the championship it's just so hard to justify do we see any problems, real problems going forward? Because everyone's joking, like, oh, Ricardo's the reserve driver. Like, oh, there's, there's going to be a drop. Like, they, they're not, they're not going to do anything, right? Like, Christian well, Horner's going to have think, a private talk, and that's going to be it. I think the way that this is going to get resolved 
and this would really make it all blow over is for next week if he just if um if Checo beats Checo beats Leclerc and ends up with more points in the season, then this will all be resolved. And I, I think for now, I mean they're they're literally they're both tied at two ninety. So if that happens, it'll it will people will but, but Ian, sorry to cut you off. I, I thought the exact same thing. And then I thought about what scenario could Max actually help Checo next week? Because this week it was, oh, if he lets Checo pass, Checo will be ahead on points going into the penultimate or going into the, the, the final race of the season. This week, there describe to me a scenario where like Max, like, is it like Max oh, no, no, no. leading Charles no, second and, and Paris is third? No, no, like, no. What, like, how does it even what, happen? What I'm saying is I, when my, the, when I say Checo, it's just naturally, if it happens, he's just, if he just naturally gets, if it's just like a Red Bull one, two, Oh yeah. I'm not counting on Verstappen for any help. Oh, okay. This is, okay. this is for Verstappen. This is me thinking Verstappen is either going to win this race or he has engine trouble and drops out of the race for whatever reason. Um, you know, this is not, this is, or most likely, Ferrari, you know, will come up with some just banana strategy, um, and it'll it'll all work itself out for Checo that way. Um, but no, that's the that only way to get result. Especially yeah. if he loses by like a point, then it's going to be very. No, if he finishes honestly, one place behind Leclerc, honestly, go Leclerc because that Red would be, Bull has never had a one-two finish. Yeah, that would be, and, and be that extra, does mean something. It'd be extra spicy if Leclerc did yeah. beat him, and it was like by a point or two. Yeah, and it would it would be a little bit of a, a win for Ferrari in this absolutely yeah. terrible disaster absolutely. of a absolutely. season that they've had. I, I think if even if Checo does lock up second place, uh, you know Red Bull gets their party at the end of the day. I don't know that that dichotomy between him and, and Max uh, will ever be the same. Because you look at some of the comments that Checo made after all this went down. You know. He's, Going on the radio, show, yeah, showing who he really is. Yeah, and, no, it shows who and he, he is. wouldn't be a two-time world champion without, without me, me. This, yeah. that, and the other. That was like, translated from Spanish, <laughs> but still, yeah. I it, I can confirm. Yeah. I, I I heard the uh, I watched the clip in, in, in Espanol. The, the all the homies at work are actually talking about it. All my, there you uh, go, Mexican buddies. So um, yeah, I don't know, and. and even like the relationship between Max and Red Bull seemed kind of strange because he kind of made that comment where he was like, um, "Like Red Bull better not ask no, me had, to, like ever do this." I wanted season. to bring that up of of yeah. his line on the team radio saying, "I already explained this. I'm not doing it. Are we clear? Don't ask me this again." That yeah. that is that is representative to me of a culture in which Max Verstappen runs the team. Which is well, yeah. Do we do we not think, healthy? But we, we all knew it was didn't? true. Like I know, but he very no. clearly has been running the team. No, he calls the shots. He absolutely He's, calls he, the shots. Him being the golden boy is the reason. Going back to Dana Ricardo, yeah, league. it's been a thing for a while. But <laughs> Christian Horner came on Checo's team radio at the end of the race and said, "Like, sorry about that. We'll we'll have yeah. a com- conversation later." Like, it's it's clearly an issue. But I I, I think it's lar- like. As much as the I want to see drama, it's probably just going to be swept under the rug internally. But for me, it, it seemed like it was a, it was it would have been so easy for Max to just say on that team radio message when they say, "Hey Max, we told you to let Perez back." W- what happened? What happened? And for him to just say, "We'll talk about it later," and instead he aired it out on team radio, and then every journalist in the paddock is asking him about it, 
It's almost like he wanted more attention drawn to allegedly this incident. People think it's in Monaco where Checo crashed in qualifying. But to hold that <laughs> grudge for a sixth place when you've already locked in the driver's championship is just so unnecessary, right? Well, it's what crazy people do. And I mean, Verstappen's a crazy person. So, like, that's what that's what people do when they're crazy. So, I honestly think that he 100% believes in his mind that Checo crashed on purpose in Monaco. And he thinks... Which might be true. Which you gotta yeah. look at the lap data in, in the in no the, the telemetry does kind of back up that and like something sketchy and, and maybe, I don't want to hear that and then maybe Verstappen's <laughs> like look I think you did this and that's why I didn't give you the place um, in Brazil you had you had three months to like solve that internally <laughs> and be like hey man yeah I'm sorry and he was like nope I I owe him one I'm getting him back I I refuse to give up sixth place if it was for a but race win how, I get it but it wasn't well, that's how Verstappen's wired though to where he's not he's not gonna let things go ever and he's and he's, you know what yeah he's like this could have been three years from now and I would have done the same thing. You're absolutely right. I'm so glad yeah. I stopped talking to let you finish that sentence. Yeah, no, and Schumacher might have been wired the same way, but yeah. we'll never know. It was just it was just a a, a different era, and I do want to uh, I do want to get this this text I got from Lucas Geisler out into the world when he was uh, discussing, um, you know, what F1 would have been like in friend uh, of the pod, bet yeah, great friend of the pod, Lucas Geisler, when he was talking about if if Twitter existed, you know, twenty plus years ago. And said, these old farts don't know how good they had it. Bruno Senna would have quit two seasons earlier due to the merciless bullying if Twitter had existed 20 years ago. Absolutely true. So the fact of the matter is, Twitter didn't exist back then. We love Schumacher. And Max is the devil, um, basically. Yep. Any other comments? We're 15 minutes in, and we've basically only talked about Max Verstappen, but it had <laughs> to get out there. We just we had to do it. It was my main storyline of the week. Everyone picked it as their biggest takeaway of the weekend. Are we ready to move on to happier things? We want to happier things. Yeah. Happier things. What could be happier than Boy George showing up, getting his first race win for and, and Mercedes's first win of the season? You know, we saw him cry when he scored points for Williams at the sham of a race that was Spa uh, 2021. <laughs> Did, what, how are we feeling, guys? It was it, just the complete opposite of the Max drama. I got a little nugget for you guys. Let's hear it. You, uh, you remember when the last time Mercedes had a 1-2 finish? It's been a while. Uh, don't. Hamilton don't. bought us in... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Emiliano Romagna Grand Prix. Oh, my God. 2020. Oh my God. 2020. I was going to guess him a lot. Yeah, oh. dude. Peak I'm so mad I didn't speak. Oh, the one time I've been mad at myself for keeping Evil. my mouth shut in my life. Yeah, man. It feels good to see the Mercs back on top. It did. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, where I want to go with it. Are, are, are the Mercs back? Because I've been saying, at the beginning of the year, I said the Merc will be back at the end of the year. I thought they were going to end up helping Ferrari in a, in a title fight. That Ferrari did their part to make sure that that never happened. But... <laughs> It, was this simply just an awe of very – because clearly it was an off week for the Red Bull. Um, the tire dag for them this weekend was brutal. They couldn't even last a sprint race. Um, clearly kind of a throwaway week for them. Ferrari doing typical Ferrari things. Um, was this simply just a week – got to go out and earn it, but was this mostly a week where the competitors were off or, or 
is Mercedes really bad? Because I think they've been showing their pace. They didn't make any upgrades from Austin. The car's been competitive. A little column A, a little column B, I think. I think it's. I think they had a good week. Oh also, I think. I mean, it's definitely when you have somebody like Verstappen who essentially doesn't win. It's not because somebody drove better than him. It's because his car, you know, he had. They had issues or had you know rain, whatever. Um, and then Ferrari. I mean, like Ferrari didn't have a bad week. Like Ferrari was right up there. It's finish wise, race finish three four. Yeah, it's yeah. three four. Um, so and I, I think that. Outside of Red Bull, no, I think I think Mercedes had a Mercedes obviously had a great week, but I think they also were helped a little bit. So it's probably like seventy five twenty five. Great week, Mercedes helped by their teams. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely would have been easy for them to just go out there and and go through the motions. You know, they they've kind of got third place in the constructors locked up, kind of in a battle with Ferrari, but not really. And and oh, you know, buddy. Ferrari's got about like <laughs> nineteen oh, points. Buddy. Next yeah, week's it's it's. Back. It's, it's pretty possible. close, yeah. Um, but, you know, right from the start of qualifying, Russell goes out, beaches yeah. his car, and, and <clears throat> ends up pulling out a third-place qualifying, kills it in the sprint race, kills it in the actual race. Um, you know, it, it's good to see that um, even with the season kind of already done and over, so to speak, that, um, you know, Russell's still going out there fighting for positions and, and, you know, it's always good to see Lewis Hamilton on a podium. So, yeah, uh, you know, a rough, rough season for him, uh, I would say, to say the least. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 so, it, I feel like it was building towards something because they yeah. were doing all these experimental strategies earlier in the year. And Lewis was the one getting the experimental setups. And it's because he is so good at diagnosing what is wrong with yeah. a setup of diagnosing a car and a setup. And that played a massive role. It's sure. Shout out George Russell. He beat Lewis. He's beaten Lewis Hamilton this year, but it was, a t- it was, I feel like it was truly a team effort of like, let's give George the safer setup. Let's give Lewis the experimental ones. So we can figure out what's wrong. And it's been a team effort getting them back where they are. And I feel like they're set up really nicely for next year. No thoughts. No. Yeah, yeah, no, you closed it. No notes. No notes. Ten out of ten. No notes. No notes. Well no done. Notes. Well done. Well done, Curdy. Um, that, that was all that was all I wanted to say about that. I just I did want to give George Russell a great, great shout out. Um I mean perfect. Because with that safety car happened uh like ten laps before the end of the race, and he's got Lewis Hamilton behind him, seven time world champ, and a safety car closes the gap, and Hamilton was like one point three seconds behind him, just out of DRS zone, and he kept him out. The whole time, the team said, "No, you guys can fight as long as it's as long as it's safe." Yeah, um, and he didn't. He didn't put a foot wrong. It was it was a perfect week from George Russell. Um, I heard somebody. I think it was. Uh, I don't remember who it was on the F1 Nation pod, but uh, talking about with an interview with George Russell, saying it was almost better that he didn't win the Shakir Grand Prix. You know where he filled in for Hamilton when he had COVID in 2020 because uh, he's no, because no. he he's going to appreciate this more. Okay. He had to work for it for Fair. two seasons, you know, and I, I I thought that was a a really interesting point just regarding George Russell and his development of, like, he's kind of been through it, you know? He went to join Mercedes, and then all of a sudden they sucked, <laughs> you know? And yeah. now here they are, um, and he gets his first race win. Great for George Russell. Moving down the order, Ferrari? Decent. <laughs> Decent week. I Like, it's like the first week other than... 
terrible strategy. They screwed, absolutely screwed Leclerc in uh, qualifying. Um, but other than that, they finished 3-4. Kind of no notes. Like, it was a solid weekend. There are rumors. Yeah. The only Ferrari notes I have is that Bonato rumored Bonatti, Bonotto. I don't, again, I still yeah, can't get these battles no. figured out. Yeah, no. Yeah, but whatever you say, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll trust you. Rumors are he was out, and then Ferrari had to put out an official statement saying those rumors are unfounded. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, Is it, Mattia Benetti Bonata, the ben- in charge of Ferrari next season, guys? No. One word. No. no. I don't see how you could. No. No. All right. You heard it here first. Hot Matteo Benetti. Here's gone. We're going to start throwing some stuff out there. Is Daniel Ricciardo going to run Ferrari next season? Now that... <laughs> That's a question we have to ask ourselves. Well, if we're going down the order, Daniel Ricardo, we've got to we've got to go down to uh, Daniel Ricardo, the 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 driver. Mm. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak no, just absolutely highly of him uh, next weekend as he potentially has his last Grand Prix in Formula One. But boy, 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 what a what a few weeks has been for him. Mm. Any is does anyone want to jump and defend Daniel Ricardo? Because uh, he, he took out the golden boy pole sitter. Yeah, he kind of just launched himself in a K Mag. That know? was the it most was kind of karmic uncool, moment dude. I can remember in Formula <laughs> One was Kevin Magnuson's car getting shunted by Daniel Ricardo and then going in reverse right into wait for it, Daniel Ricardo and knocking him out of the race. It was Oh man, the universe, the universe had that one down. All right. Uh, so no, it, was, it was it was awful. So Daniel, so Danny Rick after a great week in Mexico. He is only about what 10 points ahead of K-Mag in the standings. So I'm not saying what oh, you guys man. would think I'm saying. Oh wow. I was not thinking it, but now I I think I'm smelling smelling what you're stepping in. I think it was like, oh, dang. Oops, my bad. He seems to have done that a lot this year, and I I, I understand that it's got to be frustrating being in a car that's not that great and that doesn't really suit you. Doesn't suit him, yeah. It's like he's not just slow. It's that he's also been reckless. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, it, because like the, you can be because, slow and stay out of the way, but yeah, you be Yuki Sonoda. Um, he's but, trying to overcome. There you go. I, I, I didn't yeah. have an example, so I didn't say one. But yeah, that, there you go. You yeah, can be um, slow and stay out of the way. <laughs> no, I, I think it was. Oh, you know, honestly, I don't know what he's. I think the I think the gift of being like, you know, what the bleep was I thinking? I think that's a that's a great way to describe that. Um, because yeah, you. Yeah, that that was his fault. So even as a <laughs> that was even that as, was a, that was even as a uh, is an, is ardent the right word? Am I is, you know? I have no. I've never heard it before. But yes, even as an ardent, I'm, fan, a, I'm technically uh, a journalist. Even so as an ardent fan, Daniel Ricardo, um, that's a tough one to uh, tough one to defend him there. Yeah, indefensible. I would say. Yeah, that seems pretty fair. And speaking of indefensible moves, I forgot to get to this earlier. We'll, we're going to get to it now. Max and Lewis coming together. It was briefly mentioned in our takeaways of the weekend. They were rubbing. Let's just, while we're talking shunts, thoughts. Thoughts, Ian? Racing incident. Yeah, it was a car race. It was a motor race, Michael. There were cars. They were racing. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. I understand they basically re- like rewrote the rules 
last season because Max and Lewis seemed incapable of like ever getting out of each other's way. So they had to write some rules of being like, hey, if your car is not ahead by this point and yada, 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 and yada, 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 and the sentence doesn't make any sense, the FIA's rules make no sense. Yeah. But they had to put something in place. And I think by the letter of the law, it was Max's fault. But Lewis also it, – it's one of those cases where my my notes say, and I quote, they don't give a bleep. Yeah. Like it's it's Lewis racing anyone else. He gives them space. Max racing anyone else, he backs out of that. Against each other, they just won't do it. They just simply will not do it. And oh my gosh, next season if we get more of that, it's gonna it's gonna be spicy. But it was it was like the classic definition of a racing incident. It was Max had him going at, into turn one, but Lewis was ahead going into turn two, which is setting up for turn three. And there's not space for both of them. Lewis is on the racing line, but Max had completed the move through turn one. There's nowhere to go. And so Max was simply saying, I'm, I'm not going to back out. And Lewis said, I'm not going to concede the place to Max. These guys doing have, this to be a jerk. They have great memories, man. Like they have great memories and they don't, they know, they know, they know who it is and where they're at. And they're like, this is not a situation I'm going to see. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> When they know it, who's in each other's mirrors. We saw that great Max and Leclerc fighting early in the season. Never came together. And all of a sudden, every time Lewis has been up there since that Merc yeah. has come on, it's been, a, it's been a problem. Mercedes made the numbers bigger on their cars. So now Max can see him even easier. Lewis has a bright yellow helmet and a, and a bright <laughs> yellow <laughs> thing on the top of his car. Like, it's, it's so easy. But they, they, they simply cannot, cannot avoid each other. All right, uh, we've gotten through. I guess we don't need to talk any more about, uh, um, about McLaren. We talked about Ricardo. Uh, my only note was Lando. Lando was low on power. His car uh, the, had an electrical failure, and also he had the flu possibly, so just power failures all around. For those boys, Alpine, Johnny, your boys. Uh, your boys getting into, uh, into some drama. Um, Fernando Alonso is – we saw the best of Fernando Alonso. Little teammate on in the, teammate in the action race there on and Saturday. The, but then the worst of Fernando Alonso just getting into it in the sprint race and yeah. blaming his teammate and saying, I'm out of here. Um, kind of, kind of just, it's a close battle. What is uh, Alpine 19 points ahead of McLaren right now? Uh, we'll see what happens. It was, it, it was a very ironic result considering that it was Alpine with all the reliability issues all year. Um, and all the unfortunate stuff and McLaren kind of like staying in third place, you know, just simply because the fourth place team was screwing up. And then it was kind of a role reversal this weekend um, yeah. to keep, keep Alpine with a decent lead there moving on uh, from those teams. We're just going to jump all the way down. We're going to skip over Alvin Romeo, nothing of note uh, to <laughs> Aston Martin. There was a, uh, there was, late, there was a nice was moment. Noty and, there was a nice moment between um, Bottas and, and Joe yeah. where he was saying, hey, um, was Latifi was breaking early? Yeah, yeah, he's breaking early into nice. turn 14. I yeah, was let like, him, oh, let him by. Cool, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, worth, worth a shout-out, probably yeah, nothing I more. Was, but, yeah. I, thought that, I, I know we, I know we were bragging on teammates on each other, but I thought that was like a really, like, hey, that was kind of a – In a week of moment. teammate drama kind of dominating yeah, the headlines, yeah. that's a that very like good – a nice little, like, hey, oh, okay, well. thanks. Like, thanks, Terry. Like, you know. God, I love Good-looking Terry. Yeah. But moving on to Aston Martin and Lance Stroll, who 
for the second time in three races, just moved right over in front of somebody in the middle of a straightaway. Um, and and Vettel, Vettel's radio response was simply, okay. <laughs> so we had Fernando Alonso, who his teammate moved in front of him and knocked off his front, rim, front wing in the sprint. And Fernando Alonso's radio message was, I lost the front wing thanks to our friend. <laughs> And Sebastian Vettel's teammate, Lance Stroll, cuts him off, and he just says, okay, (laughs) which says a lot about the two guys and the way that they compete. Um, But Vettel, I thought Vettel was going to finish top five in that race, for Mm -hmm. genuinely, for for a long time. With all the DNFs and everything, yeah. Yeah, and then the strategy based on the late safety car. I think it was uh, was, um, Karun on the the broadcast was like, yeah, you know, Vettel, he says his car's running really well, but watch out for Sebastian Vettel. He's, and then he was he's, running top five until he was driving that track in the fifth place. Yeah, and it just it just didn't work out. It was mostly just bad luck, but um, you know, overall, Stroll got a point. Vettel, the fact that Stroll got a point and Vettel didn't makes me very very upset. Um, but Vettel had such a good race until then. Like I give him like a B. You know, like he had a really yeah. good race. He got no points. Um, but that's that's kind of all I had. On, on Aston Martin. But moving on to Haas. Kevin Magnussen on pole. That was wild. Moment of the season or moment of the decade? That's my only question for you guys. For your well, Haas, I, decade. I, yeah, I straight up thought the Formula One Twitter got hacked or something when <laughs> I saw that they tweeted out K-Mags was, was Saturday's pole sitter. I mean, no, well, I it worked. So Christ. people were sending I had to me do with that, that, and I thought the same. With all the with all the you know with all the new Twitter accounts being like blue checks or it's like F1, checks, like an L, and it so being like, a, a Friday quality, was like, yeah. some random idiot sent Elon Musk a yeah. box and yeah, and yeah. he's like K-Mag. Friday quality, perfect time. Yeah, uh, Gunter Steiner's in the back yeah. of the paddock just, <laughs> just out. cracking up. Yeah, what's crazy is we had a we hot sandwich on the, during the sprint race. And One point the first. <laughs> we got the man versus food has sandwich. Yeah. K-Mag on pole, and Mick Schumacher, who didn't do that poorly, but finished in 20th, and then 18 fat patties stacked in between them. We absolutely love to see it. Just things we'll probably never see again. Like, right? Like, it's going to be baby. decades. Just a it's fat It's like a comically family. large Tom and Jerry. Like, from the Amer- yeah, exactly. Like. From the American team, the comically large sandwich. Like, good job, guys. Way to go. You really burned us. But... <laughs> You know, that's uh, that, that, that is, is the way she rolls. You know, we always talk about the, your teammates, the only person you can really compete against. But when you're both still in the race without issues and your teammates on pole and you're in 20th. And that's like that's really some like Cinderella heartbreak there for for K-Max to be having such a great weekend. Just have it all ended by a, a reckless Daniel Ricardo lunge into a turn. It's it's all kind of it's all kind of messy because. He got pole, and then it stinks because oh man, he's not going to start the race on pole because of the sprint. Great but he wouldn't have. Why he sprint, wouldn't have. Great example of why mm, this, I hate the sprint but race. Qualifying would have been bone dry if it was on Saturday. Well, we don't know that. We do know that because Saturday happened. Ian. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if you're aware, mm, but Saturday that. happened, and it was bone dry. Mm, Unless you think that the gods would have come in just for quality and change. You know it. what? We can't prove that. So unfortunately, you know was, what? You're right. Long story short, the sprint race sucks and is terrible, and you shouldn't watch it because I don't want to give that one the ratings for. So I don't think get rid of it. Um, 
but qualifying is great and racing is good. Sprint race is terrible. Okay, well, my last note that I wanted to get to before we got into Rockstar Wanker, funny enough, I was just looking at my notes as you said that, was this note where I wrote, and I quote, are sprint races back, baby? No. Sprint (laughs) races. Okay, okay, hear me out. Sprint race in Brazil and only Brazil. Are we all done with that? Like, is that a a starting point? As a starting point? Now you might be on something there. I think it's a sign that, like, they need to pick their battles. There are places where this works, and there are places where it don't. And anything works in Brazil. Trust me. If we could run, honestly, should the F1 season just be Brazil? I heard that, and I I don't disagree. It's just just Brazil. Like, we don't go Non-stop Brazilian action. Actually, it would cut down on travel. It would cut down on global (laughs) emissions. We'd have BBLs. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. BBLs everywhere would be great. Yeah, there you go. Don't Google it. I promise. Uh, some, no, somebody somebody said something. I can't remember who it was this week. Of like, yo, if you're building a new street circuit, just like lidar the lidar Interlagos, and just and just make that your your new track. Just build. If you're Qatar, you got the Saudi money, whatever. Just just build a new Interlagos somewhere, and, and it'll be fine. It's awesome. I mean, Qatar the fans, sports and weather. Group. Oh man, we won't even get into the World Cup. But Dude, the trophy, I love the the trophy they hand out um, for Brazil. That um, like it was all like graffiti. It got like a graffiti design on it or something. It's got nothing on the, uh, the, the the France one, the mini gorilla. Yeah, uh, that they handed out. But you know, yeah, yeah. The the fans, the trophy, the weather being so unpredictable this time of year down there in Sao Paulo. Um, Brazilian Grand Prix, I mean, just, gosh, it never disappoints. I mean, I was when I was searching highlights for from this race to catch up, um, I stumbled across videos from last year saying, like, why is Brazil always the best the best race of the year? Like, it, it's a consistent thing. The Sao Paulo Grand Prix is just never disappointed. There's been a lot of talk about building a new, a new track and getting rid of Interlagos, and, you know, Ooh. I don't know. They got a lot of political stuff going on there with their yeah, we don't, we don't the, the old president being elected, and I don't know. Bol- Bolsonaro. Yeah, they got to get their human rights. Uh, if you're familiar with Brazilian politics, Lula. tweet at us. Yeah, please, please. So I'm going to get my boy, my my other boy, not 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 Joe Gomes, not not our boy here on the podcast. I'm going to get our other boy, Joe Tonhetti, from Sao Paulo on the podcast to talk to Brazilian Grand Prix next week. Don't you guys worry. I'll figure out. I'll, I'll get the politics talk. I'll get all of it. But Brazil never disappoints. Sprint races usually disappoint, but not in Brazil. They call it the, uh, the city of God. Hmm. I saw, I, I think I saw that movie. I didn't, I didn't really understand <laughs> most of it, but um, it, it definitely, it definitely happened. The city of brotherly love is what I heard it was called. Oh man, oh, Sao Paulo, city by the uh, bay, city by the John bay, Denver, Sao Paulo, love you. the the big city that never sleeps, the Big Apple, the big baby, city, Big Apple city that never sleeps by the bay, Sao Paulo, Brazil, baby. All right, we ready to move on to Abu Dhabi next week? Uh, we get Roger Wanker. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Sorry, it's been a it's been a long week for you, boy. Uh, yeah, Rockstar Wanker, Rockstar. Johnny, go. Uh, I think it's clear and obvious for me. Uh, I'm going to go with George Russell. Just Ooh. start to finish. Okay. Solid weekend from the boy. Um, you know, uh, young kid like himself, never easy to go out there and just absolutely kill it, uh, especially when you got a seven-time world champion at your heels. Just, uh, you know, 
foaming out the mouth to take that uh, number one Hamilton spot. Hamilton won a race so. every season of his career except this one. You knew yeah, he was hungry. So, and you know that's on the back of his mind. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not like he, he had an easy day in front of him, went out there, got the dub, and, uh, you know, to cap off a, a really strong uh, season for George. so And also, yeah, shout out the, the, the sprint race. There yeah. were like four laps of, I happened to be watching it in line, waiting to get on the Mummy ride at Universal Studios, and I pulled it up on my phone, and there were like four laps of, of, of George Russell trying to pass Max in the sprint race. And when he failed the first couple times, I was like, that's it, right? Nobody passes the Red Bull. He got it done. He set it up in a turn four. I mean, it was perfect. Every like every lap, he got a little bit better about where to follow him in coming out of turn two and get it done. It was perfect. It was perfect from George Russell. And who you got? Uh, my rock star, I think we there's pretty obvious ones this week. <clears throat> but my rock star is Brazil as a whole um, for the weekend because after how much of a stinker Mexico was, we had a banger qualifying even though I absolutely hated a banger sprint race and a banger race week. And that was just very exciting. It's good. It's the end of the year. Um, I think this race was on at, was it noon or one o'clock? So to yeah, compete like with two here. Yeah. Yeah. To compete with American football on Sunday. Um, it's very tough. You have to be exciting. And I think this was a very exciting race. I think a lot of people caught on to because of how, um, how things were going and people were passing. So it, it was good to help, Remind, uh, it, I always like feel self-conscious whenever, not that I feel self-conscious, but um, I get nervous whenever F1 is on at like a middle of the day um, because people will be like, I watched this race and frankly it sucked. And so that was a great race. Um, just another way to help grow the sport um, in the United States at least. Shout out to that as uh, my, my former employer, a, a local news station. Um, just want to share some emails anonymously. I won't, I won't say anything. Just from what we can read, this is how we know F1 has arrived in America. Somebody, they had a, a pre-scheduled promo that ran two laps before the, the race ended. And we saw, I just have to ask, are you all brain dead? With two laps in your coverage, you guys cut out? F1 mess. What did you screwballs do? Cutting a commercial with two laps to go? Awesome job, guys. Two laps to go. With three laps left in the race, you guys do this? So... The fact that those emails came in um, made me feel a lot better that F1 has arrived. Brazil played their part. Just an, an absolutely spectacular weekend. Ian, you're going to really hate me. I'm giving my rock star of the week to sprint races. No. They're back. They're back, baby. The people love them. The people are clamoring for more sprint races. No, um, they're not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I want, like, three a year. I want, like, Imola. Yeah. Ugh. Imola, maybe Monza, and definitely Brazil. That's like the best I can do. That's the, the best I can give you is two and a half. But honestly, sprint races are like heroin. You know, they're they're cool. No, I'm not once chasing or, once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to no, burn out. Cool, forever, man. <laughs> I don't want to watch a sprint race and listen to jazz for six hours. That's all I. It's everything else that's dangerous <laughs> um, heroin, man. <laughs> No, I think, cool. I think the one place you could probably just keep it because I love the stupid, like, lap around the track, like a Greek, you know, like the Greek Olympics is Silverstone. Um, so maybe keep it at Silverstone okay. and just let them be like, oh, we do this very here because, you know, reasons or whatever. Let them um, sip their tea. But I'm, I'm, I'm anti-sprint yeah. race. I don't want them back. I want them gone. Um, 
Boo, boo, boo. Bad. All right, that's that. That's fair. We'll get into wanker, I guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead this off. Do we need I to? Feel like I'm yeah, gonna, do we need I'm to? Guys. We have yeah. we just Max for stepping. It's Max for stepping. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Follow it's, me up. It's, it's you Max guys, for stepping with it. Daniel Ricardo honorable mention. Yeah, uh, Lance Stroll is in 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 the conversation, but yeah. Yeah, we we already we already we spent the first 15 minutes of the show. Or is it Christian Max. Horner for creating a monster in Max Verstappen? Uh, you know, nobody uh, you know what? People do often refer to the monster as Frankenstein, even though it's technically Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's so I think monster. you might be onto something here. I think yeah. Christian <laughs> Horner is is Frankenstein. Jeez. If, if Christian yeah. Horner is Frankenstein, Max Verstappen is the monster, and Checo Perez is Mary Shelley. Where? How do we? Where does this all? Uh, look, that's we. We're going to save this for an entire other episode in the off season because because clearly <laughs> someone needs to dive into, into into all this. Read a book, nerds. Jesus. Okay. Right. Move all on right. Here. We ready to get into to Abu, the little Abu Dhabi preview? Yeah. As I often oh, yeah. do. All right, started in, uh, announced in 2008, first race taking place in 2009 at the Yas Marina Circuit in Abu Dhabi. I know nothing else about this country. Uh, it was the first day-slash-night race of the year. I believe Singapore was the first night race. This was the first day-night race, meaning it starts in the daylight, and they turn on the floodlights, and slowly they come up, creating a, and I quote from F1, seamless transition mm-hmm. into... I want a... I want a... Flick the light switch transition where it's we go from light to flood lights. <laughs> or why is no one clamoring for a night day race? Yeah. You know? We Abu Dhabi, the transition work. lenses of Formula One races. <laughs> <laughs> Abu Dhabi walks inside a, a, a room and we the glasses are still dark from we the sunlight. Four thirty eight. Do it in like Japan or something where it Aust- works out. The for Australian to, Grand Prix yeah. needs to be a needs to be a night to day. A race. night day like, race. Perfect. <laughs> no one else is asking these questions. All right, that's what we're here for. All right, we don't we don't bring a lot to the table, but these ideas are are here. And it is, uh, yeah, usually the season finale. Uh, yeah. Speaking of of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, as we remember from the 2021 drama, which I don't think any of us want to get back into, uh, the season finale last year. Shout out Gotifi. Michael, it's a race, Michael. So it is only it's, it's a race, Michael. It's a race, Michael. It's a it's a race. Anyway, last five winners. These ones. This is this is the easiest one I've ever done. The race has only existed since two thousand nine. Just just get on with it. Just just guess um, the last five. Um, Verstappen. Uh, the most recent winner, Max Verstappen, last year. Good good Ooh. call. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis was before that. Max won in 2021 and 2020. Yeah, Yasmarina. Max won 2021 and 2020. Seb. Lewis won 2019 and 2018 and 2016 and 2014 and 2011. No, the more recent one before that was, was I mean, Vettel did win it. But, so, so, okay, so I wasn't wrong. I, so I, Vettel's in it. Vettel, yeah. Vettel won in 13, 2010, and 2009. We got yep. two left. Uh... Who won Vettel. in 2017? Seb. Isn't that what who Ian just said? I said Did Seb. He? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Nico Rosberg. Uh, yep. Ro- well, Rosberg won in 2015. So who won 2017? There's only one on the board. Number one answer on the board. Valtteri Bottas. 
Valtteri Bottas, 2017. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The Yank Shaft. Look at us. See the answer. You guys are going to play fast money. Very boom, nice. boom. Steve, I'm Steve Harvey. I got the mustache. I'm throwing the cards everywhere. That's, uh, yeah, those are the last five winners from, uh, from Yas Marina. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm sorry. I believe there's only been one other winner, and it is uh, Kimi Reckonen. Love that. Uh, Kimi Kimi Reckonen, Reckonen, a that true track. icon. A true icon. What a track. It's like two, what, two Finnish guys, two German guys, one Dutch, a Brit. And then if I forgot anybody, I apologize. But, yeah, but that's that, that's all I got. So headed into the season finale here at Abu Dhabi. Storylines to watch. We've got Leclerc and Checo tied on points. We've got Mercedes possibly being able to catch Ferrari. Uh, McLaren possibly being able to catch Alpine. Um, a lot of fun stuff. George, fun fact, George Russell can actually finish uh, second in the driver's championship if he gets race winner and fastest lap and both Charles Claire and Sergio Perez uh, do not score points. No, wouldn't so that be no, There's wouldn't my that be bold something. prediction. There's my bold that, prediction for the season. But I, I have, a, I have another bold prediction, uh, which is kind of the inverse of that, where uh, if Hamilton uh, inverse the fastest lap, Wins the race and yes, Russell DNFs, then he, he would finish, finish ahead of George or, Russell. Or he finishes 11. He just needs to finish no points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a very similar situation. Very similar situation. So, all right. So that's, that's all we got for you guys. Anything else? Maybe. Uh, my bold prediction is a team that does not normally score points will score points, i.e., Nicholas Latifi gets 10th. Nicholas Latifi <laughs> is going to crash in the exact same place that he crashed last year. Yeah. Uh. And I thought you Twitter were going in an entirely different direction with that, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys next week after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix season finale. And then we'll catch you guys with a, uh, a nice little episode recapping how terrible all of our preseason predictions were. Yep. Coming up.